You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34. Welcome to the show. Great to be with you on a Tuesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Loom OSA right here at number one King William Street in the city. Thanks to our good friends at Hyundai and Balfour's who have been baking people happy since 1853. Here's the Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, Swen Kim, 1853. Good. I said it right. Almost slipped up. Oh, I was going to say something smart, Alec, and didn't have the energy. Oh, Rooch, yeah. you were going to play with it. Were you? Feel, yeah, feeling a lot more on top of things than yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, okay. you were a bit flat yesterday too, and bum fluff Benny was. And, so was Lindsay. He was yeah. up at 5 a.m. in the oh, morning. Hey, so hey, what did Geelong what, fan? He had every reason to be. He, worn he out. did a uh, pig on the spit. So 5 a.m. That's dedication. Oh, we had all our anticipation just fall flat, didn't we, over the weekend? Ah, look, wasn't the greatest game. No, Twenty four hours later, still a little bit flat, but well done to the cats. They yes. were well and truly due. Uh, we're live and interactive. You're probably aware of that by now. But if you're not, you can text us on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Phone number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Coming up today, Rooch, do you know what we've got ahead of us? Today is the day we always speak to Matt Rendell, isn't it? Today's the day that we always speak to him, is it? Or every day we speak to him? Are we going to speak to him every day? Every day. Really? Every day. So we're just doing him once a week. We're going to have him every day. Well, did we have him on yesterday? Yes, we did. So we're going to do and, all and through when, the trade period. And where were you when it was announced last week? Ben, can you I'm look just, at Ben? Like, look at Ben. He's got his hands I'm on his head. just playing the script. There's no, there's no script for ignorance. I've heard Ben say it for weeks we were going to get him every day. The good news that we've signed him up. I was just playing with it, Kim, to get a bit of theatre in. Oh, you? You've ruined it. Oh, where's, your, where's your zip at the moment? Did you leave it in <laughs> Melbourne with your jacket? Hey, <laughs> He has turned that round from a massive fail to a win. Uh, Matt Randall will join us every day. You really? Forgot. Every day? Oh, oh, I, I can remember when yeah. Ben was Police! Here. Police! He's overacting oh, again. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, he'll join us at four o'clock. There's a bit to throw at him. Uh, we fleshed out a little bit on the Crows yesterday after an information that I found on the weekend, Rooch. And apart from Isaac Rankin, there's not a lot happening there. There'll possibly be nothing else happening mm. there. Okay. And so, so we'll get down to the reasons why. All eggs in one basket? Uh, or two baskets, maybe. Where would the second one be? Oh, for the next year. Yeah, Horn Francis. 
Yeah, that'll be interesting how that all plays at North Melbourne next year. Yeah, he's on what? here at the moment doing Trade Radio. We'll hear about Jordan Dugowie and we'll ask about Jack Graham as well. Chris mm. Davies spoke on Trade Radio this morning, Port Adelaide Footy General Manager. Um, we'll hear from him as well. Ange Foley, 4.35 today, Roach. Record breaker, world record holder. Well, she acts better than I do, doesn't she? No, she doesn't because she got reprimanded. Well, I tell you what, if we gave penalties, Roach, you wouldn't get a fine. You'd be in jail. (laughs) (laughs) But overacting. I tried to ham it up. No, ham. Stop it, ham. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ange has been pinged for the first ever. She'll go in the Cane Corns Hall of Fame. For staging, you know, staging. If, if you had said to me that the match review officer for the AFLW was looking at Ange Foley, I would have said, yeah, I'm not surprised. She threw a weight around in the second half Well, Gold Coast. When we came in at lunchtime, I said that, and but you said, oh, she staging? was very physical. Well, she was. We tracked it down. Uh, it doesn't get all picked up in the vision, but she was just giving They'd a, behind the goals, cameras or something. Yeah, and they the reversed there. the free kick. She got a little, there was a little bit of push. A shove, a girl put, uh, pushed her on the... Forearm, oh, sorry, the shoulder. And she just collapsed. Uh, yeah. Oh, wilted. Wilted like a daisy in Did the sun. Did she finish up with a free kick? Yeah, and kicked a goal. So what are the umpires doing? Well, they've reviewed it. And <laughs> no, said, the match review officer reviewed yeah, it. What are the umpires it. doing? Yeah, well, they're, they're just trying to do their job, Roach. Clearly so you didn't. shouldn't be milking free kicks. We'll ask Ange about it. Right. I bet she'll be contrite. I'm sure she will. You anyway. don't want to be known as a stager, do you? 4.35, showdown, the first one ever for women. For women, yeah. Seven thir- well, apart from the secret trial they had. Yes, yes, the one at <laughs> Thebby, yes. So does that mean Adelaide's one up? No, there was no points on the line That's there. That's right, they kept no score. Well, we know we know who won. Adelaide won. Oh, right, I thought yeah. you were going to change the script then, Roach. No. Uh, no 4.35, Ange Foley. Uh, I'm still intrigued as to how many people will go on Friday night. I think if you, they, has anyone got a weather forecast for Friday uh, night as well? That's can, the other curious thing about how what sort can, of, if you if you do a little song and dance. So we know seven thirty start Adelaide Oval. Uh, ticket sales have opened very very well, so there is the enthusiasm for it. The expectation is at this point somewhere oh. between twenty five and thirty thousand. We're hoping that it gets beyond that. I know it's oh, look, challenging times. What's the weather like? You wouldn't say if the weather is absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, It is saying cloudy and sunny, maximum of 18. The game gets underway at 7.30. We've got a low of 8. So you would imagine it'll be around 12, 13, 14 degrees. Perfect. Brilliant night. We hope there's a big crowd. And at 5pm, the the voice of basketball, John Casey, will join us. The FIBA World Cup's on Mm -hmm. at the moment. Australia, the Opals, off to a slow start, dropping their first game against France, wasn't it? Well, they're world number Is four, it, aren't they? Yeah. So What's that one? Mm. We've won three of the uh, – they're now three and one. So they're through to the quarterfinals. They play Japan tonight. So. Ah, no, this is where it gets important, where you rank, don't you, in the finals so you avoid the US of A. Mm. So John will be able to help us through all the permutations mm. here, won't he? Very much so. And, mm. and he'll do it with great enthusiasm. And great but, knowledge as well. All right, we're up and away. away. Uh, we'll go around the ground shortly, Roach. There's a bit happening as we endeavour yes, to keep everyone up to date. I'll go to this text first, though, Roach. Mm-hmm. Kimbo and Roach. This is from Adam. Why wouldn't Port Adelaide offer Jordan Dugowie a deal to come to the power? Dugowie is obviously leaving Collingwood. Port Adelaide would be stupid not to have talks with Dugowie. No Robbie Gray, no Motlop. Dugowie can kick goals and plays in the midfield. 
There's a very easy answer to this, Adam. Go on, give it, because I've heard this so often. And well, it's... One, they, these high-profile players, and if you're not from South Australia... What's the incentive to uh, come yeah, to they really That they, they minimises all their exactly. opportunities outside exactly. of football in terms of advertising and sponsorship arrangements. Yeah. And uh, they like being in Hollywood. And Absolutely. Melbourne is Hollywood in terms of footy, whether you like to acknowledge it at all or not. And uh, the Crows and Port, they won't say it publicly. You know, they've danced around it. But it is nigh impossible wedging players out of Victoria to come and play in South Australia. West Australian clubs say the same. Yeah, they say the same problem as well. Mm. Uh, even maybe slightly harder there because yeah, of the yes, distance, the distance involved. exactly so, right. Adam, it doesn't mean that Port Adelaide... There are exceptions to the get. rules. There yep. are exceptions to the rule, but generally the, the discussion when those mm. recruiting managers go to the managers of these players, high-profile players, yep. they say, well... Our first intent is to find our client the opportunity to stay here in Melbourne. Mm. We can understand that. Yeah, Nicole sent through a text. Port, please talk with Dugowie. If only it was so easy, Nicole. Let's talk about Dugowie's contract at Collingwood having behavioural clauses. So clearly Dugowie's not happy about it. That's why he's talking more and more with St Kilda. Now the AFL Players Association has come in saying that behavioural clauses should not be inserted into contracts. Now... It's a bit of a one-way street here, isn't it? It can happen in any workplace. That's what you're prepared to agree to. They're quite happy to have incentive clauses. So outside the standard contract, here are the incentive clauses, such as you achieve this and the best and fairest or All-Australian Brownlow medal, Coleman medal, whatever, you get paid extra. And yet they won't allow behavioural clauses in contracts, saying that they're already got... No, don't. Who won't allow it? Well, the AFLPA say it shouldn't be, shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be it, not that they won't allow it. Well, they're not standing for it, they're saying. They can't do anything about it. Oh, I think At the they moment. can have a bit to say with the CBA coming up. But should they even be entering into that frame? Is it too much of a one-way street whereby they'll quite happily take incentives but they won't take on behavioural clauses? Yeah, I think they're barking up the wrong tree here. Not the time to try and be heard. It can happen well, in any workplace, Roach, can't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, look, just on Jordan Degoe, let's get into that now then uh, really quickly. Now, this is uh, Michael Gleeson who broke the story. He's from The Age about yep. Jordan Degoe saying no to Collingwood at this stage. Yep. There's still going to be some discussion yet, but at the moment it's looking more pessimistic than ever. I was very much of a view, Jordy was just going to stay and once the five-year deal was tabled and it was all going to, you know, yeah, there'd be a clause here or there and that it all be agreed, but mm. it's sounding far more pessimistic. He, he had a, uh, the exit meeting with um, the club last week and he said to uh, Fly and to um, Graham Wright, I'm not signing, though. I'm not agreeing to those sorts of terms. And, you know, they've had some advice from the PA and, and others sort of around, the, around the, the advisability of signing that sort of deal. And that sort of yeah. position on we're not going to, I'm not going to commit to this, uh, under those terms, was reiterated by his manager Ryan Vague on Sunday, and uh, and then again, then again today. So as it stands now, it is a real standoff, and I'm feeling like it's more likely at this stage that you know, unless there's movement from Collingwood, there, he's he's not going. He's, he's not going to be there. You can understand why Jordan Dugowie doesn't want to sign a contract with behavioural clauses, particularly if there is no definition of what 
is judgmental on a player. Mm. Like, so he goes to Bali and that moment happens this year. Is that a strike that gets you having the contract torn up? Does it? Yeah. And we know it was who a bad decides look, this? But who ha- decides this? Yeah. And I don't want to open that can of worms again, but yeah. uh, with that girl that he was with, he mm-hmm. was with that girl and she was fine with everything that happened. Mm. So to your point, who decides? in his mind, what did he do wrong? Yeah. Someone yet, videoed someone me with, with yep. my partner for the, at the time, the night or whatever it may mm. have been. Um, so I can understand that that would cause some uh, amount of stress. Interesting, Matthew Lloyd, uh, Lordo, uh, he thinks it would be a horrible decision if he left Collingwood. Kane, this is uh, where I think you need a really strong manager. Uh, and I'm not sure, I don't know much about his manager, but yeah. Jordan's his only client. So he's not that experienced in this game. And this is where you need a really sound head around you because, you know, I, I look at Tyson Stengel and, and it's just been a life changer for him to go into the Geelong Football Club around good people. And Jordan's a lot older and a lot more experienced than him. But I think Jordan would be making a horrible decision if he if he went to another club out of Collingwood who know him better than anybody uh, and, and are challenging him like this. And... If you were his manager, say, you know what, Jordan, they're putting these claws in for a reason. At this stage, they can't fully trust you. So you just wonder whether he's mature enough as well. Good question, because we've had that debate about him for some time and then certainly did that during the mid-season break again. Yeah. One more on Jordan. Just to go on on that contract. So the PA has said today, the Players Association, Players Union, the content of AFL players' standard playing contracts is agreed between the AFL and the AFLPA. That comes with a collective bargaining mm-hmm. agreement. Having a standard form of contract is the norm in world sport. And any attempt to deviate from them undermines the integrity of this process and creates inconsistency. Yeah, that's on behavioural. But what about incentives? Does that lead to inconsistencies as well? Definitely. So it is a one-way street, this whole debate. And I'm, I'm not sure you can paint everyone with the same brush. No. I understand the principle of what they're saying. Mm. Uh, just on those uh, clauses, this is Sammy Edmund this morning, last one on Jordan Dugowie, mm. about Collingwood's termination of contract clause. Now, from what I have been told, the catch-all clause in the Collingwood contract for Jordan Dugowie read along the lines of Collingwood being able to stand down Jordan Dugowie and terminate his contract whenever they think necessary. So that is the ultimate catch-all clause, isn't it? Yeah. All of a sudden you could say you've brought the game into disrepute, which brings Collingwood into disrepute, you're out of here. Which is what, well, I had it in every contract uh, and everyone in the media normally has that, if you Mm. bring the station into disrepute. Mm, Interesting. Interesting how... It's a little little grey area. Who determines... uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. One Surely surely if you're thinking compare St Kilda to Collingwood, the contract's on the table. You just take the standard one at St Kilda and say, see you later, Pies. Yeah, well, I'm surprised they didn't bring in the standard, bringing the station into disrepute with your 95% on Josh Dunkley, Roach. I thought there were grounds for that. Uh, we'll go to a break. Uh, Johnny Kay sent a text on the Crows. I'll get to that, Johnny, shortly. And we're going to hear from Chris Davies in regards to their interest in Jack Graham. This is Kimba on the Roach. We are live from Studio Lumo, SA. 
A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 53, we're live from Studio Lumo SA right here at number one King William Street in the city. If you're going past, give us a wave. Coming up at four o'clock, Matt Randall. A few texts coming through for Matty already. If you have a question, send it through. 0427 154 166. Ange Foley from the Port Adelaide Football Club, vice captain of the AFLW team, will join us before the big showdown. And at 5pm, we're heading up to Sydney where John... Is he in Sydney? He up there live? He's not doing it through the studio reach, do you know? I'm not sure. I'm Fluff Benny. Is Casey in Sydney? Yes, definitely. Okay. Good. Looking right. forward to going up him. Of course, uh, the FIBA World Championships yes. underway. Australia and the Opals doing quite well. Australia and the Opals doing quite well. And their Opals, yeah. <laughs> well, you knew who I met, meant. I just wanted to make sure the Opals <laughs> were still part of Australia's you know who sporting I meant. heritage. <laughs> <laughs> Australia and the Opals. Well, it's right. all one, isn't it? I hope so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Given you hijacked the around the grounds before by going straight to Jordan Goey, yes. let's uh, <laughs> update the good people of the world. Uh, Brisbane, what's happening there, Captain? Well, Captain, I don't think he'll be Captain next season. Is he there won't. anything you can agree with at the moment? He's Captain <laughs> at the moment. Dave <laughs> Zorko will have another year with the Lions. He's got five best and fairest titles. He's 33 years of age and he'll be there for his 12th or 13th season, I think yeah. he'll be, as a Lion. So I think it's a bit to be asked about what sort of role he has on the leadership panel for next season? Well, I don't think he would be captain no, for next year, so. and uh, but he can assist with his experience, and I think he's earned another year. Yes, yep, certainly. We're all happy he, with that. Uh, rebounded in the finals. Mm. Tells you he's can, capable. Let's go to Hawthorne, Roach. Uh, Tom Mitchell has a year to go on his contract. Yeah, well, you might as well just fold it up and uh, take it to Collingwood. He's come back from Europe. He's found that Collingwood are definitely interested after they've missed out on all their targets at GWS, they're all going to Richmond. Certainly not getting as much time as he used to at Hawthorne. So the Brownlow medalist has a contract. He has Hawthorne prepared to pay some of the salary and Collingwood interested. So we'll see how those talks develop. And if that doesn't go ahead, their plan B should be Matt Crouch. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Mm. Uh, let's go a little mm. closer to home now. Port Adelaide Footy Club General Manager of Footy, Chris Davies. Uh, he was on the early trade, another trade radio show this morning. Uh, this was his response to whether they are interested in Jack Graham. Oh, we, we've got interest in South Australian players who might be interested in, in coming home, Matthew, definitely. Um, you know, Jack's obviously a good player. I'm not sure where um, you know, his situation is at with Richmond, but... Um, yeah, any player who um, you know, potentially is from South Australia who wants to, to come back, we, we, we've got to take an interest in. There's, there's too many players that leave South Australia to go back to their home states. Um, and for that matter, for every club, teams who, who um, you know, lose players because they want to go to, to different states, that we need to make sure that we've got um, an interest in players who are wanting to come home at any point in time. Very uh, open end to that. Yeah, I would, I, I would suggest that he does have more knowledge of where Jack's situation at Richmond is at. Does he want to come home to SA, though? I think he'd be happy to come home but under the right circumstances. does he want to? That's the real question, isn't it? I, I think if the Crows were interested, mm-hmm. he might have been a little more interested. So, he's played 97 games at Richmond, averages 16 disposals. Played 20 games this year. He's kicked 40 goals in his career. 
Didn't go early in the draft. He was a number 53 pick in 2016 after he had been training with Port Adelaide in an academy mm. squad. Two flags, second in the best and fairest last year. So he's no slouch when you're in a best and fairest ranking at a very high Richmond side. A very, very hard nut when it comes to putting his head mm. in the hole as well. So does he back himself in at a time when Richmond's redefining its midfield? Does he look at other options in Melbourne? Does he say it's time to go home? He's got some decisions to make. Well, I think it gets down to who's really going to put their arms around him and uh, we'll get into it. As I said, Johnny Kay sent a text regarding Adelaide's situation. We touched on it yesterday, John, that um, they're not going to be very active. Isaac Rankin is the big move and we think they're saving their pennies for next year, but we'll ask Matty about that. Um, look, you get a solid human with Jack Graham and a very good footballer. So it's just oh, got to be the right fit. Got leadership capabilities as well. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. The first thing we need to know is what he wants to do. Uh, he's got the big decision to make first, doesn't he? This, uh, this will drag on for a couple of weeks. Uh, this mm. one was interesting. We've had a fair bit of this over the last uh, month or so. Chris Davies was asked if there's any interest in a move away from Alberton for Mitch Georgiades. Yeah, look, Matthew, I think, think that was, again, another one that, that gathered a, a bit of a head of steam itself. I, you know, I, I imagine that, um, that when Junior um, you know, highlighted that he, that he wanted to come to Port Adelaide, it was, was more coming from Perth about who... Um, you know, potentially West Coast might be interested in at Port Adelaide. So that's not, not something that we've contemplated at all. Um, you know, George is contracted to our club and, and we see him as a as a pretty important part of, of uh, our forward line into the future. You know, there's not too many. Uh, Matthew, as you well know, um, you know, 20, 20, 21-year-old players who have had the number of shots at goal that he has had over the last couple of years. You know, we, we took a punt on him. You know, he, he hadn't played the year before that we drafted him. Um, you know, he's done some really good work for us and, and he's going to be a, you know, a 10 plus year AFL forward that you don't, you know, give up or contemplate giving up. So we followed the breadcrumbs on this one. So what had happened at the time that Junior Rioli made it known that he wanted to be at Port Adelaide our good friend, Kim Hagdorn, working with our team in Perth. Well, I hardly know him, Rich. No, he's a good friend. man. Good yeah. man. A right. bit difficult the past 12 months. Had a terrible car accident, Kim. Oh, anyway, did he? Yeah. Well, I was going to crack a joke. No, no, no don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but he pointed out Port has draft pick uh, eight at the moment and then two in the 50s. And he's saying, well, that's not going to cut it. You're not going to give eight away. And you're not going to give 50s to West Coast and satisfy them. But he failed to recognise that there's a compensation pick coming to Port Adelaide for Carl Amon. So you're not going to give that up for Willie Rioli. I think it goes into the mix, doesn't it? Oh. Well, what else are they going to do? How are they going to close that deal? You're not, you're, well, you're not going to give that away because uh, we've got to go to the news now, mm. Rich. I know you never look at the clock, but Chris Davies is expecting a first-round pick. Do you think they're going to get that? An end of first round for Carl you're not, you're not going to give that. You're not going to give they're that. You're not going to get an end of Well, you're of not going to get that. Yeah. But if he thinks he's going to get it, if he does get it, he's yeah. not going to give it away for no. Willie Rioli. What do you think Carl Amon will deliver? I think in the fa famous herb and spices that the AFL use for this compensation pick, twenty-five to thirty. So where does that go in Willie Rioli Junior Rioli trade? Still wouldn't give that for him. Really? No, I wouldn't. Matt Rendell would. Well, we'll find out. He's up next. Everyone's a comedian. Three minutes past four. 
bum fluff Benny trying humour on our text line here at the moment. What's he uh, said? Uh, no, I can't repeat it, Roach. Really? He's working a little bit blue. Oh, uh, Matty Rendell joining us very shortly, the list guru. This is the run home, thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Stack of text coming through. Let's go to the big fella. Hello, Matthew. Uh, Kimbo, Ruchi, here you go, fellas. Not bad. We're going to jump into it. A few coming from left field. It's that time of the year. A text has come through <laughs> from Travis, and this is a good one, given what Rooch was propagating a month or so ago. Hey, lads, has there been any movement on the potential Miles Bergman trade, Port Adelaide wingman? I really like him as a player, but sits in that wingman halfback that we have plenty Ooh. of. Would we get a good future pick for him, which we could then use for Jason Horn francis or Cosie Pickett next year. That's from Ooh. Travis. I don't think it's Travis Boak. It might be. <laughs> um, look, you're not going to get... Um, you could get a future pick, but it's only going to be a future second. You're not getting, you're not getting a future first. No, first and, no. Um, no offence to him, but Bergman's are a dime a dozen in the AFL at the moment. Um, so you had a few clubs asking about mm. his status in the middle of the yep. year. Uh, it'd be interesting how that goes next week when all the clubs get together and have their little yeah, look, uh, coffee session, like as you call as a, it, Matt. Yeah, I like him as a player, and there's an opening there for him on the wing. Mm. Uh, with Amon going, there's a, like a permanent opening. So, but they do. He will have some challenges for that spot. You, you think Dersma's got to be on one wing? Um, so uh, interesting to see what they do. Indeed. Matty, here's another text. I think I have to tidy this one up a little bit just to be respectful. Mm. But we've had a stack of texts come through since it was announced that Jordan Ngoi was saying no to Collingwood at this stage. Mm. And a lot of passionate Port people saying, why don't Port talk to him? Why don't Port get him? And a text has just come through from Arthur in Harndorf. He says there's more chance than finding. Now, this is a gentleman that was lost in the outback. <laughs> Uh, that may be deceased, than Jordan Degoe. So we get the point of him going to Port Power. But explain why it's hard to get those big names to come to South Australia. Yeah, I don't, well, you know, he's a Melbourne boy. He's an inner-city Melbourne boy. It's hard to hard to move him. Um, you know, Sloaney was, if you for example, was, you know, he's up in Linda. It's like the country where he was from. Mm. Um, but it's hard to get those inner-city Melbourne boys. They love the place and they want to get back to it um so you know and he's got options uh, mm. well there's at least one option at yeah, the moment so yeah. um, but both port um, and the crows have trouble dragging people out of victoria i know paul seedsman came oh yeah i used to have, I, used to have uh, I didn't even bother in the end <laughs> i i couldn't get south australians back <laughs> that's how that's how hard it is um uh, roots I, mm. I used to rig the managers every February about who had every South Australian player and try and find out where they're at, their status. I couldn't get any bites. You know, I ended up getting people like uh, Tom Lynch, um, who got discarded by St Kilda, and, and Josh Jenkins, um, who couldn't get on the list at Essendon, and uh, he was a country boy. Uh, I got players like that, but I, I couldn't get any South Australians back, bar uh, Sauce Jacobs who was about fourth in line in the ruck department at uh, Carlton. Yeah, yeah. And that highlights how what a good get it was to get Eddie Betts. But, of course, he has the connection here in South Australia. Here's a yes, text from yes. Johnny Kay. Now, we talked about Adelaide yesterday and information I garnered whilst I was over in Melbourne for five days about they're not going to be very active. They've got their man, Isaac Rankin. This text says, mm. Hi, gurus and Matt. Uh, earlier in the <laughs> year... <laughs> 
we, uh, as in Crow supporters, were told that we would be a big player at the trade period. Now it's wait till next year. In my misguided opinion, we have nothing. No plans, no direction, and hoping things fall our way. Can you guys or Matty Rendell give us some hope? Well, it looks like my understanding is Isaac Rankin's about it. The queue's in the rank rack because yeah. they've got no room after that. Well, it is. It, it, it is the hot, highest paid player that's going to be traded, isn't he? Yeah, he will oh, well, no, sorry, yeah, he will. second highest behind Jackson. Oh yes, uh, yes, at Fremantle, exactly. So, so it is a. It's a pretty big. You know, 800 to 850 for five years is a pretty big deal when you're giving up your first pick. So how else are they going to trade for something if not they use their future picks? They'd be hoping to keep hold of their future picks, even in the Rankin deal. I think they probably can. But, um, you know, they they want to keep their future picks because they will be making a play for Horn Francis. Mm. Make no mistake about that. So um, they'll need those future picks. For him, and that, it might cost them next year's and the uh, one after. Uh, so you know, keep your powder dry. Uh, their their uh, list rebuild is going along very nicely. They've got they've got some players who didn't play much footy this year. They will come in and play next year. Get Sloan back. Um, I think I think it's a big big deal what they've done. Even though the numbers, you know, we're not talking a lot of players here. And and the only other thing I see that they really need is another key back. If they lose Butts or Murray next year with Franklin going out, they're really light on and they're probably going to train up Himmelberg, I would assume, to play as a key back the whole preseason. Himmelberg, oh gee, I'd rather go Lockie Gallant, but that's a chat for another time. Hey, Rooch, you've lived in this world, Matt. Rooch said yesterday that he believed that Adelaide would front end Isaac Rankin's contract, then he'd get paid $1.5 million yep. in his first year, which yep. leaves him a bucket load to get Jason Horn francis in the second yes. year. No, correct. Um, great. They'll have some room in their cap. Now, they've saved a lot of money over the last two years, okay? So they can, they would have prepaid uh, their highest-paid players. I assume that would be maybe Smith, Sloan, Led, probably uh, Tex. No, mm. no, Tex wouldn't have been on big no. money there. No. So they would have prepaid those players. So next year, those players won't be getting as much money, which means they're going to have a big gap in their salary cap. Obviously, they can prepay Rankin and get maybe... They might be trying to get two years off his contract in one year. So that does allow them a lot of money to to bring someone else in like a Horn Francis. And if is, they offload Crouch, it's going to cost another, the same amount of money. Yeah, if they offload Crouch, there's another 600, Rich. Well, well... It is, but um, if they can't offload him, they're going to have to pay him out. Yeah. That's something they don't want to do. I don't reckon anyone's going to take his money, take his full money anyway. So they might have to pay half his money to get him to a home. Yeah. So Which, Matt Gold Coast says it's draft picks only for Rankin. So they put the first round on the yeah, table for this year. They can't year. afford to. Yeah. Yep. So what is they the can't second afford to part? Take anyone else What's the second part of the deal that gets this over the line? Is it a future second well, or a future third? Oh, no, future second they'll need. Um, what's what's their next picks in the draft after their pick five? Oh, I've got the details in front of me. We're getting Benny. I meant to print that off earlier. Yeah, uh, I haven't got him in front of me at the moment. So. We'll get we'll get that for you. Can we move on to yeah. Carl Amon and Chris Davies saying they expect yep. a first round pick? Uh, surely not. No, I mean, please. they can expect that, but that won't happen, will it? Well, it'll 
you can expect it if it's if he's getting paid for a first round pick. It's all based around the money and length of term. So it? if he's getting is seven hundred and five years, is it really? Well, <laughs> they can pull a few swifties. <laughs> <laughs> but if he's well, I tell you, if he's getting seven hundred over five years, they'll get a first rounder. But it, surely they're not paying him that. No. Well, Bruce, uh, what were you saying I before? Six tops. I was told six fifty. Yeah, it's, it won't be. A, you don't get a first round on that. Oh, here's Steve, a North Mel- Steve, North Melbourne supporter. But, but he how, says, "Hang on." Do, he says, "He know? says, he says, here you go again." Jay, Jason Horn Francis, boring in capital letters. Oh. He's, a, he's a kangaroos man. <laughs> but, but man I, how, I get it, Steve. How can we ever know if, if it's such a secret formula? Well, that's it's like champion data and their defensive pressure formula. No one knows. They just give you a figure. They. And everyone goes, oh, that's great. <laughs> no one knows how they get it. All right, so, so Adelaide... The AFL aren't going to tell you this one either. No, so Adelaide's second pick is 23. Okay. This year. Oh, it's good. Uh, well, they'll, they'll be coughing up both those for Rankin. Well, this year's as well. And that might get it done. This year, yeah. That, 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 that might get it done. Oh, yeah, they don't want to go into the future. Really? No. Okay. No. Well, I'm saying they need to keep the future for yep. Horn Francis. Okay. Yeah. So, so next this time next year, um, well, the AFL won't like you trading out three first rounders in a row. No. But but they do have their own set of rules, and if it's for a pick four, Rankin was, and a pick one mm. in the draft, I think they would approve that. Okay. Text coming through, Roach. I can't remember doing this, but I must have. Uh, hey, Kim, it's Port Adelaide, not Port Power. Ben yes, from did, uh, did I say it? Yes, you did. I didn't do it deliberately, did you, uh, Benny. If you were close enough, I was going to kick your ankles. Oh, really? And then run. That'd be right. <laughs> Coward. Um, so, Matt, there'll be now people saying, if you're going to give up those draft picks and there's interest in young Jim McElhaney's son at Nord as a father's son, does he slip through then? Um. Um, I heard that he might. I'm not, I'm not totally convinced that they're actually going to take him. Yeah, that's what Kim heard at the weekend. Mm. Mm, well, that's might, exactly what I heard. Might be able to get, be able to get the points anyway. Might have been the same sort. Okay. Right. Okay. Yes. I was talking to um, Mr. Barbecue. That's a sauce, yeah. Right. Yeah, all right. Okay. Oh, Three to the keeper. Please. Three to the keeper. What else did you have, Rooch? No, hang on. Hang on. We've got to finish off this Carl Amon one. So let's yeah. say, it, let's say it, it's a second rounder. Kim and I are debating whether this does Rioli. Oh, Absolutely yeah. it does. Just straight, oh, hand it straight da- over. Divers. <laughs> Just hand it straight over, get the deal done, move on. Really? Well, we're going to talk about well, we, what, we five selections in the draft. Does it matter? Mm. If it's pick 25, 26, hand it over. You chased him. Porter chased him oh, yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. All right, no need so to get it. No need you... to get aggressive. You've got anger issues. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more for you, Matty. You know I love you. <laughs> Kim and Michelangelo, please, in capital letters, ask Matt Rendell this. All right. The reason why Mitch isn't happy at Port is because Port played so much. What's oh, this? Come Port on. played so much footy this season in the Sandful. Georgiades played nine Sandful games in the Sandful, and he's an AFL player. Oh, so someone's saying that he's not happy at Port. Mitch Georgiades. All right, I've asked the question. Oh, well, I don't know if he's happy or no. not happy, but I know one thing, he's got a year to go on his contract. And he's so, staying. Uh, and, he, and if he's not happy um, and he wants out, he's he would have told him by now, I would have thought. Yeah, I think he's happy and he's staying there. That's everything we, I've heard. We, but 
Mm. Um, I'm just going to read uh, this But one. it is an interesting time for him. It is an interesting time what happens to him next year. He's, he's, he's a talent. But uh, expect West Coast to come hard. Yeah, and, and rightly so. Hey, it's 4.15. We've got to go to a break. We always appreciate your time. I'm going to read this one out while you're here, Matty. Then we've got to go to a break. Mm. I did acknowledge this one earlier. It says, Kim and Roach, please ask Matt Rendell. Surely the Crows should be talking to Jordan Dugowie. He's leaving the pies. So oh, he, gosh, so nice he has to be spoken to immediately. That's from Adam. Wow. It's the same answer as Port Adelaide. Uh, he is not interested in coming to South Australia. Good on you, Matty. Oh, no, what are you hearing about okay, Jack Graham? Um, oh, I'm not hearing that he's a definite that he wants out. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of talk. Okay. It's 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 interesting, but you know, I think media have just put one and one together and got two and said, well, who who's going to miss out if they get these two? So, what about Jack Graham? Cochin just re-signed. Um, Graham's got a contract anyway, I think, mm. for another okay. year. Right. Okay. I, I reckon he's crazy if it. Well, Porter a chance to win a flag, but so are Richmond next year. Mm. And he's in their best team by mile. Yeah, Crows had a sniff a couple of years ago, but at the moment, uh, no room for him. That's yep. what I'm hearing. Matty, we'll talk to you again at four tomorrow. Okay, no worries, fellas. Yeah, he's the big fella. He's an absolute ripper. He's working his backside at no the need moment. No to be uh, so aggressive. Trade radio him. update. Look, Roach, I get in. Tra- it's 4.16. We've got two ad breaks to get in. All fun and no responsibility, you. Do a credit. Trade Radio, update for CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. You do nothing. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.21. Two ad breaks behind Roots. We're in the fertiliser. Brady Boy says, Kimbo, easy, mate. Not uh, Don't get so aggressive. Whoa, Nelly, with lots of smiling and, uh, emojis. <laughs> don't you turn on me, Brett. <laughs> Bloody Roots never looks at the clock. Uh, yeah, well, a good... I do, but it's stuck. It's a... Roots, do not. There's one right in front of you that's working. Right, okay. Oh, that's your response. Well, the one right. straight in front of me says oh, 4.02, right. okay. well, 34 a.m. Turn, turn your head one degree. Uh this one was for Matt. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't see it in time. Is Blake Akers the steal of the trade? That's from Nick. Uh, looking to go to Carlton, Roach. Yeah, and it looks like Carlton don't have to give up much to get him. So, yeah, he will be the steal of the trade. He might be one of the best uh, pickups. Uh, this one says, ha-ha, thanks for being accountable, Kimbo. Love you, mate. Benny from Marden. I, if I say Port Power, I never, ever, and I don't think I say it very often, but no. I never try and say it deliberately, but I, I don't see the issue with it. Adelaide Crows, Gold Coast Suns. Or then say Port Adelaide Power. Or Port Adelaide Power. It's just an extra word, though. Well, that's their name. All right. We're going to go to break. Ben's waving his hands everywhere. It's uh, a bit could, like could... when you're called Dave. We don't get it. Dave? Yeah. But I don't care. I find it funny. Well. I never thought. No, I won't go there. <laughs> um, could Horn Francis end up at Port Adelaide Football Club next year? Well. That'll make Steve happy. Um, <laughs> g'day, Steve. Who knows? It's that time of the year. The good news is he's at least staying there next year. Yes. Let's hope he has a good year yep. and fulfills his potential. Yes. And the rest will look after itself. And then they'll be coming to him with lots of cash. We do have to go to another break, Roach. Otherwise, yep. we're going to be so late. Um, oh, I had a great text. Can we'll I find it? No, no. I wanted to do it beforehand. Someone having a crack at Ange Foley and... and Aaron Phillips. I'll find it. I'll I'll find it after this break. 
a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after 4.30, Kimba on the reach with you on a Tuesday afternoon. All thanks to our good friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Talking of games, how big is it going to be on Friday? The first showdown ever in the AFLW. <laughs> in the AFLW. <laughs> The uh, we spoke, now complete. Yeah, we've got a showdown. We spoke Dan Hatchard last night. Tonight, because we're into fairness, Roach, Ange Foley <laughs> will join us now from the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Did that get you up and about, Ange? I did a little bit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got goosebumps. I'm ready now. Oh, I watched you on the news. You looked ready yesterday, too, at the press conference. Yeah. Um, the game, yeah, gets on, nice. game gets underway Friday night at 7.30. We'll talk about that shortly. But you came off a loss on Sunday, 14 points. Could have been a lot worse against the Suns. How did you rate the performance? Yeah, obviously I'm um, disappointed um, in the loss. Um, we got off to probably not the greatest start that we wanted mm. to. Let them get the hop on us, um, especially in the second quarter. But to our absolute credit, um, after halftime and in that fourth quarter, I think we kicked four goals, but... Obviously, a short AFRW game means we run out of time and, um, yeah, disappointing. Hey, and you were in showdown mode already. You were pretty physical. Yeah, I was trying to get the girls up and about, yeah, trying were. to inspire them and do what I could do. A um, couple, of, couple of times there, we got the, a little bit of momentum and um, helping spur them on. So, um, but as I said, we, we ended up just short. Let's do some uh, stats and uh, 16 disposals, one goal, and a world record. The first AFLW player ever to be reprimanded for staging. Did you know is that? Is it ever? Is it? <laughs> it's ever no, in seven know. seasons. Uh, what did oh, you do? Someone's got to hold the record, don't they? What did you do? Did you, um, <laughs> we tried to find it. it. Happened in the last quarter. Uh, yeah, it was um, just before the goal that I um, got a free kick for a reversal, and there was a bit of pushy-shovey, I suppose, afterwards. Um, I gave a free kick away and then the ball got reversed, so that's why I got to kick my goal, which was nice. But um, not a not a proud moment, not a great record that I want to um, be known for, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, life goes on. You learn from your mistakes, I suppose. Oh, I, oh, you got a goal out of it. I uh, Yeah, I know the incident did, now. Right. You fell out of the actual screenshot. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> say it was the most physical uh, approach that anyone's received. But, hey, Kate Sermon received a $400 sanction for rough conduct for a dangerous tackle. Mm. And a little left field. I'd felt awkward for this for part-time sports athletes being fine, like $400. Uh, do you have a view on that? Mm. Or you're not allowed to talk about it? Um, I don't really have a view on it. I suppose, um, you know, I suppose like it is what it is and we kind of, we've got rules in place and when things like that happen, I suppose the AFL need to put some sanctions in to Mm. um, stop us from doing it and to protect us. So, um, you know, it's a bit of a slap on the wrist. I understand that it's not amazing to be paying fines, but we we are also getting paid and pay is going up and therefore fines Mm. and sanctions and all those kinds of things go up as well. So... Um, my my opinion is it is what it is, and she gets a bit of a slap on the wrist, and maybe it um, you know just helps protect us, I suppose. Yep. Now, Ange, the boys at Port Adelaide have been very good at serving up a bit of talk before showdowns to get it all a bit you know heated. It's been started by Chris <laughs> Davies a couple of years ago, followed by the leadership group this year before the last showdown. 
Now, you're known to not be short of a word or two. Justine Mules is not short of a word or two. Are you going to serve it up with a lip? Or is it just going to be a quiet entry into this showdown and see what happens on the night? I think it might be a little quiet entry, see what happens, and then maybe we'll talk about it next year, you know? Just kind of like let all the cards play out on the night. And um, No, you know what? There was a little bit of banter between Chelsea and I yesterday. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, good relationships and yeah, friendships that we've yeah. got with the girls at the Crows. And um, obviously that's probably something that um, the boys don't have. Yep. And, um, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're all... all both teams, both clubs are really excited about the opportunity to be able to play against each other in the first ever showdown. I think more about excitement than anything. Um, we got asked yesterday if the rivalry um, has started or will it start or will it be something that will take a while to form. Mm. Um, I think, you know, absolutely it's going to be a rivalry as soon as the, bou- the ball goes up for the first bounce and mm. um, we'll go about it in really good spirits as, um, you know, all AFLW and AFL um, mm. players go about their business and I'm just excited for the game. Is that the hard part for you, Ange? Because you, Aaron and Justine Mules have a legacy at Adelaide, so it's a bit hard to actually see them in a negative light like the men do? Yeah, it probably might be a little bit to do with it. Um, you know, I think in general there's a real passion, um, you know, and just like a real kind of um, love and appreciation for each other, I suppose, across the board in all clubs about where, you know, AFLW is and how it's been formed over the last six years. And um, we just love playing, honestly, like absolutely love playing. And, um, you know, but we are out there to be competitive, don't get me wrong. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just feel like it's more of a a passion and a want to be good and want to put our um, skills on show and, um, yeah, just do it for the love of the game, I suppose. Yeah, but, Ange, it wasn't the real thing until Port Adelaide arrived, was it? (laughs) No, 100%. You know, now that Port Adelaide are in and there's now 18 teams, it's, it's a real competition. <laughs> Fair dinkum, man. You've got amnesia. You forgot very quickly, haven't you? I'm gutted. It's on. Uh, well, far better for us to try and evoke a riot or any ill Why feeling. Not? But we had, Anne, we had Anna Hatch out on yesterday and I said, do you think there'll be any tagging roles done by, um, by Port Adelaide? And we mentioned that we'd be speaking to you today. This is what she had to say about maybe you tagging her. Oh, potentially. She might want to annoy someone um, through the game. But, yeah, she'll definitely uh, probably be down back um, controlling the back. So, uh, potentially, she might get a tagging role. Um, if she wants to tag me, she can she can go for it. So, there's an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right. <laughs> um, what potentially. Type of... She might yeah, work potentially. Yeah, yeah, threw that in a few times. Uh, what's been the approach down there this week? It looks like Erin's doing a little less publicity. Yeah, she was. Um, she had commitments with the Opals, which is amazing for her. She got the call up to do a little bit of commentary in Sydney, so that's where she was yesterday. Um, and in terms of our approach, we've got our first session tonight because we played Sunday afternoon, and then we didn't get back late um, till late Sunday night. So we had yesterday off. So we'll go into the club tonight for a bit of a review on Gold Coast. It's a really quick five-day turnaround. We'll have our main session um, on Wednesday. Um, the girls are really excited about that. Um, I think we get to have a run on Adelaide Oval, um, which will be awesome. Um, but we, um, you know, we'll, we'll try and approach it like any other game. I suppose it sounds a bit cliche, but you know, the more you build these things up, especially with young groups, mm. um, you know, that could take away from what our real purpose is. 
Um, we're really excited about the footy that we know we can play. We just got to um, try and kind of put that into four quarters of footy. Um, I think on the weekend we probably shied away from that a little bit, and um, you know we spoke after the game about um, we're physically 100% capable to be able to beat any team in this competition, and I absolutely strongly believe that. Um, maybe just the mental inexperience side of things that we could tidy up um, really quickly and be able to be super competitive on Friday. Let me guess, Ange, I think the review will have a very strong tint on contested footy because you failed in that area at the weekend. If that's your one wood, you didn't deliver it. No, we did. You're right. We did get beaten at the contest. Um, The stats show that, so... Um, it's pretty easy to see, but um, the, the positive thing is it's probably something that we've won every other week this mm. season so far. So um, it's not like we don't have the physical capability to do it. We just need to um, switch on for that on Friday. Well, Ange, you've had a wonderful career already. You're going to be a part of history on Friday night, the first showdown ever. It gets underway at 7.30 at Adelaide Oval. Do you have a message for your supporter base? Uh, well, I said one yesterday um, about I hope that the... Port Adelaide faithful um, get down um, to Adelaide Oval, but it's not about hoping. I absolutely know that they will. They are passionate. They want to get behind us. They are getting behind us. We loved um, their support at Alberton over the last two home games we've had, and um, being our home game, um, the Never Terrace Apart is going to be absolutely going to put goosebumps definitely on the back of my neck, Um, and if you don't have your ticket, they're opening bays um, as we speak because um, they, they keep selling out the sections, which is awesome. We're hoping to get twenty to 25,000 down there and it'll be absolutely an amazing um, place to be on Friday night. So you genuinely like Never Tear Us Apart more than Here We Go, Here We Go, Camry Crow. Oh, God, there's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> comparison. Come on, Ed, I don't even, on. I don't even know what that is. That's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> it was the, that was the boys' first song ever before wow. they had a song. Hey, well, Ange, we always hey, enjoy chatting to you. You should have two showdowns a year, shouldn't you? But look, I'm not against it, but we only play. We don't team. even play every team once yet. That's so. Silly, isn't it? Once we do, absolutely. Mm. Ange, we love chatting to you. All the very best, and don't stage for any free kicks. <laughs> I won't. Don't you worry. I learnt my <laughs> yeah, lesson. But, but keep, yeah, keep throwing your weight around, though. Rach, start inciting <laughs> violence. <laughs> <laughs> it started, Thanks so much, I don't guys. think I need to encourage Ange on that front, do I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. No. She's pretty hard at it, no doubt about that. Yeah. Good on you, Ange. Well done. Uh, looking Thanks, forward to it, Rach. Uh, 7.30, uh, oh, Ange is great, an absolute isn't it? ripper. Uh, I know we touched on it yesterday when we're all tired and emotional after a big weekend. Um, think about, prepared think about to put this. a number on it yet. Just think about this. We all remember the very first showdown, men's, mm-hmm. at, at Footy Park, April 20, 1997. Erin Phillips was about to turn 12 and be told she couldn't play football anymore. Mm-hmm. 25 years later, we've woken up. How silly were we saying to young women, you can't play the game you love? Well, that's the evolution of... The world, isn't it? I would hope so. And society in general. We didn't have female police officers and many yep. things that were wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and, Rich, you're wrong as well, trying to get Ange to rev up this game by saying something silly like, you know, Chris Davies has said in the past. Of course, Chris Davies is happy to the last few years to shoot the gob <laughs> off a little bit. Love you, Chris-o. When they were sitting at the top of the ladder and the boys, Adelaide boys were bottom, <laughs> now it's second v 14th. Yes. Uh, I think just go about your work. Showdown. 
Ladder doesn't you, mean anything. Well, you Form doesn't mean you, anything. You work for the club. You have a crack at the Crows girls team then. Go on. No, it's not my job to do that. Oh, right. You've gone into your shell. It's not my uh, job to do that. We're live and interactive. 0427 154 166. Give us a call. Let us know if you're going. How big will the crowd be? I think we'll do a nearest the pin on that on Friday. Uh, Thursday. Idea. On Thursday. Well, you could still do it Friday night. The game doesn't start until we're off air. All right. I hate it when you're right. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 4.53, John Casey coming up after 5 o'clock. The voice of basketball is up in Sydney for the FIBA World Cup. Yes. I going to say World Championship then, World, Same thing. World Cup. World Cup, World Championship. Official titles, World Cup. Is World it? Championship. You wouldn't okay. have been wrong. Good point, Rich. Not looking for an argument. Number of texts saying uh, Kim Aaron was in Sydney for the basketball. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, Ange updated us there. Looking forward to that showdown on Friday. We'll do a nearest the pin, Rich. I know Should. we just touched on it. Should. We'll do one. If you were to do it now, what would you say? Hey, I'll tell you one thing that hasn't been confirmed or denied. There will be a showdown medal, surely. I would. Think so. I would hope so. Would well, we didn't so. have a first one at the first. Well, they showdown. should be organised. What would have been named after? Was there just showdown medal? Just showdown medal. Yeah. The Balfours showdown medal. Mm, are they the sponsor? At Adelaide Oval, they are. Of the showdowns. I don't know, Rich. Why are we talking so quietly all of a sudden? Because we're not sure where this is all going. No, and you just dodged my first question. If you were to have a say now, yes. <laughs> what would you say? If you have a stab nearest the pin. Adelaide by 27 points. The crowd! Oh, <laughs> I thought the game. Where do you go? 32,000. 32,000? That would be enormous. Um, I'm saying 27. Let's hope we're both wrong and it's the closest 50. the pin will be about the match result first and foremost, won't it? Oh, well, we, we did say, well, we just spoke then and said it would be the crowd. Now you've changed your mind during the ad break. Mm, well, I'm trying to work the model here. Help. Well, it's just um, all up on the big draft board here. Hi, Kimbo. This is a text. Yeah. Oh, this is... Oh, gee. We can, this is a text. Can really? Open, can open worms <laughs> everywhere. Stay with me. Uh, Port Power already have a confused identity. Don't confuse their supporters anymore. That's from Glenn. I confused. didn't mean to say Port Power. They know who they are. It was an hour ago. Oh, I shouldn't read that. They're fine with who they Hi, are. Hi, Kimbo. Oh, that's they the know where their home is. They know where their club is. They know how long their club has existed. See... I they know what their club has won. I wasn't going down that track, Rich. Here's a text. Mm-hmm. So, just a thought. Should there be a push to have VFL premierships separate to AFL premierships? Oh. When we see Geelong win their 10th premiership, four have been in the AFL and six VFL. Obviously, Port aren't able to draw on their sample history. So, why should Victorian clubs be able to draw on their history. Because it's a competition. Yes, I love my kangaroos, but at the end of the day, the way I see it is two VFL and two AFL. Thoughts men. Oh, that's a serious, that's from Steve. Steve, well, the kangaroo support. I actually think that Geelong should be able to count all 16 premierships that they've won because they were won in senior football. And I don't know why we are the only country in the world that tries to minimise the history of our sport. Every other country would say this league began 
before even Adam knew how to tie up his sandals. What do we do? But it didn't. Oh, it there's, been different rules. there's been different rules in different states, different competitions. Do you think, do you think Man United doesn't count every title it's won? Who's the most successful AFL club? Most successful? Mm. AFL. Theoretically, Carlton Forgetting Sandful, forgetting VFL. Technically, Carlton and Essendon. They've won post, the most. In oh, AFL. Well, oh, just, Rooch, well, which, which, well, when's well, AFL? I, I thought I made it clear. Well, when's AFL? When, when it was, became a national competition. Well, when was that? When Sydney moved to, South Melbourne moved to Sydney? Well, how do you define this national competition? I want to know the starting date. That's the confusing well, I don't bit. have the dates with me. When, Adla- when the two WA sides or one WA side. and Well, that's 87. Well, when there was a team represented from each state, what would that be? Uh, now we're talking, the, so the last entry on that one is Adelaide, isn't it? I think that's what Steve said there is a reasonable argument. Right, so that means as soon as Tassie comes in, we start at zero again, do we? Yeah, hang on, what's Ben? Ben, I know you've sent a message. What are you waving your arms around for? Roach, read a message. I don't know what he's talking about. Here we go. Oh, it says Premier League are doing a similar thing to the AFL. They've dismissed all goals before the EPL started in the early 90s. Well, that's silly. You count all your history. Well, not necessarily. That's what Steve I'm said. Sure, I'm sure Man United, when you go into the Man United trophy room, they haven't hidden away all the trophies that they won before there was a well, Premier you, League. No one said about hiding your past, Rooch. Yeah. I know you're sensitive about it, but it, it's not a bad idea, is it? Well, then, so Tassie comes in and we start at zero again. No. Well, that's when every state will then be involved. When's the five o'clock news? Can we go early? <laughs> well, you set the rule when every set, state is I involved. I just said, he said, Steve said, thoughts men. No. And he's talking about his side as well, when there were two in the VFL, I have no, two in the AFL. I have no problem with Geelong saying it's won 16 premierships, because mm. it has. All right. Aaron Phillips doing the World Cup uh, coverage with ESPN. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, Breddy giving me a thumbs up. Now, this one came through. Chera was picked up with pick six and a future third. Very good. Is that based on what's Must been be a great... for trade radio, that one. Was that after, no, we were talking about Blake Akers? No. 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 <laughs> Kimba and Roach, uh, Reed Jordan to Goey. What happens if the Saints put up a deal and he accepts it? Collingwood then match as he is restricted free agent. Does he go by the Saints contract? The one the Pies match or the one the Pies matched? James from Woodcroft. Okay, what happens there, Roach? Then he doesn't sign the Collingwood one and he puts himself out there as a delisted free agent. And could end up anywhere. There were a number of, hello, pl- hello, number hello, of clubs. Melbourne. number of clubs wouldn't... Would get nervous? Oh, uh, Jordan Degoe, North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. They've had a crack before. Yeah. Clarko could control him. Maybe, Roach. Hey, have we got time? I think we have. We've got about 50 seconds. Uh, I just wanted to hear Chris Davies on uh, Cozzy Pickett that you've been pushing about them having interest in him. Have they got interest? Him. Yeah. Uh, he was asked about Cozzy Pickett on the early trade. Well, no. I mean, you know, again, we we maintain uh, interest in players who are, um, who are interested in, in coming back to South Australia or who are from South Australia originally or who have ties to this state. So, yeah, Cozzy's contracted to, to Melbourne. I'm, I think that... That worked up a bit of a head of steam you know, over the last couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, he's, he's contracted to Melbourne and, and I think uh, it's reasonable to suggest that, uh, that he's going to be staying there next year. 
And we'll see what happens next year, Kim. Yes, they'll keep chipping away. We'll be talking about it all next year. Let's go to the news on time. Five o'clock it is. Uh, John Casey coming up next to talk basketball. Oh, I tell you what, the debate reigns supreme during the uh, news break there about whether uh, premierships from previous years in a slightly different competition should count. Well, Geelong certainly counts theirs on their own website. They point out that the Geelong Football Club's history is proud where they have won nine AFL and seven VFA premierships. That's before they won this one. So they count their seven VFA The Pivotonians. Well, uh, Steve says... Pivotonians, yes. Steve says uh, it's 10 routes, not 16. Get it right. And you had many of the players on the weekend talking about their 10th premiership. So, look, I don't know the answer to it, Rooch. Here's a quick text before we get to our next guest. Rucci, yes. if an amateur league club went into the Sandford, would they count their premiership still? Uh, well, let's see. That's oh, oh. that's a good question. Oh. No, that's a good question. Well, isn't it the same principle as what we're talking about? Yeah, but it's they would totally count their different, premierships. But they wouldn't count as a Sandford premiership, would it? No, not as a sample. No, well, why wouldn't a VFL premiership be different to a AFL premiership? Given because it's now it's a, a continuation of the same competition. No, it's not. It's a national competition. Let's go to someone that's got a modicum of common sense. He's a genius when it comes to basketball, and he's damn good with footy as well. Johnny Casey is up in Sydney covering the World Cup of basketball. Hello, Case. G'day, Kimbo. How are you, Rooch? That is a tough question. I don't have an answer to it either, so I'm glad that you stumped Rooch. He's not often stumped. Kimbo, you've done well. Well, when, well, I was with the assistance of a few of the techs and a few of our listeners, but when he stumped, he's normally twists the story, as you know, Case. But, uh, <laughs> um, so it was a really good text from Steve saying about um, he's a North Melbourne supporter and he's saying he thinks they've got two in the VFL and two in the AFL and uh, references Port as well, counting the Sandful. Well, Steve, sure. Should it be all AFL once it was a national comp? Are you there? Hello, John. John. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you were asking Rooch. I no, was I've had enough of Rooch. I, I want some sanity. Uh, <laughs> no. I, well, look, to be honest with you, the VFL, the AFL is the extension of the VFL. Hmm. So I'm counting VFL and AFL flags together, the same as I'm counting sample flags for Port uh, as AFL. That's their that's their, their flags. So, But uh, you, when you throw up the amateur league moving into the sample, then that's a different competition. But it's a very interesting discussion that no one's ever going to agree on. No, I, that I, is... would, I would hate to think what John Platten would do if he'd won one Brownlow medal in 86 and one in 94. What would he have, one or would he have two? Well, he'd have one in the VFL and one in the AFL. Let's go to basketball. The Opals got <laughs> off to a rough start, didn't they? <laughs> Losing to France, but they've won three out of four now. They're into the quarterfinals. Yes, massive game tonight as well, Kimbo, because uh, if they can win tonight against Japan and the result between Serbia and France, which is the game that's going to start at 5.30, you can watch that on ESPN through KO Freebies. If Serbia do us a favour and beat France mm-hmm. and we beat Japan, we finish top of the group. Now, if we finish top of the group, so we are heavy favourites to beat Japan. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that, although it is not a gimme. But we are favourites to win that game. I would say Serbia are favourites to beat France. So if we went to favouritism in those games, Australia would finish top of their group, and if they finish top of their group, they are almost guaranteed to play off for a medal, which at the start of the tournament, my best case scenario for the Opals was playing off for bronze, 
And I think a medal of any colour here would be outstanding, given where the Opals are at at the moment, remembering they finished eighth in Tokyo 12 months ago mm. and only won one of four games. Uh, they're here without a recognised superstar, no Liz Cambage, who they've had in the past mm. or uh, before that, um, other superstars. So they're here as a collective team. And if they can medal here, it is a massive result for them. And uh, can I just say, being here in Sydney with the best basketball players in the world. The buzz here is absolutely outstanding and these international events are going to keep rolling through as we head towards Brisbane uh, 2032 and the Olympics uh, which includes the Women's World Cup of Soccer next year. It's just outstanding for our country and I'm really happy to see so many people embracing it. Now you've been talking about superstars. Uh, Lauren Jackson how much court time has she been receiving? Well look, uh, she's going to be a focus tonight in our pre-game and Lauren has not played a lot of minutes. She's averaging Mm. six points a game, has a tournament high of nine against Serbia. The most minutes that she's played is 11 in the game against France and then also against Serbia. The other game she's played eight and nine, which is about where I expected. I spoke pre-game, a pre-tournament about Lauren Jackson. I said she's going to be an impact player off the bench. She's not going to play huge minutes. Uh, but she's going to have an X-factor, and she's already proven in the game that she is an X-factor, uh, and we've seen that already in the tournament where she turned a game, uh, and she'll turn another game before this tournament is over. But an interesting stat that I found was in the game against Mali that when she was on the floor, and let's remember that you know things didn't go completely all our way against Mali. Mali scored the first six points, led 10-2 after three and a half minutes, and we had to call timeout. This is the team ranked 37 in the world that we're expected to stomp all over, and all of a sudden we're down eight after three and a half minutes. And who comes in for Australia? Lauren Jackson comes in and changes the course of the game. She checked in, and we ended up leading at quarter time by 11, peeled off 19 unanswered points, and it was largely to due to Lauren Jackson. In fact, the stat from that game was that Lauren Jackson played 8 minutes 45 in that game, all before halftime. And in the 8 minutes 45 she was on the court, the score was 29-0 Australia. That's the impact she has. So, John, are you sensing the Opals are drawing energy from being at home or feeling the pressure of expectation at home? Which, Which one is it? No. Interestingly, Sandy Brondello addressed that today and said she says she said to the team, go out and enjoy this. You're playing in yeah. front of your home fans. Now, maybe easier said than done, but there is no doubt that they are bouncing off this crowd. And last night here was as loud as I've heard a women's basketball game, probably outside of the Olympics. The crowd were riding the game against Canada because it meant so much and because there were such massive swings in the game as well. In that opening quarter, Canada scored 11 without reply. In the second quarter, we scored 19 without reply, the mm. lead at half time, And there were just these massive runs. And when it came down to the clutch and we needed to get across the line, the crowd certainly were the sixth player on the court for the Opals because Good. they got behind them. Yep. And you know, one person that our listeners at SEM will be very familiar with, Steph Talbot's having an outstanding yep. tournament. She rarely shows emotion on the court. She is one of those stoic, just deadpan, I'm playing and I've got my game face on. Well, last night she made a magnificent play down the stretch, apart from playing the whole game in very impressive fashion. But she actually got the ball, made a layup, that sort of iced the game and she turned around from making the layup and there was this huge smile on her face. And I thought, I've never seen Steph Talbot show so much emotion in a game. And I think it was largely due to the crowds. It's infectious. If they get loud and everything's making noise, 
then, you know, the players are embracing that. And there's no doubt in my mind, and I think there might have been a little bit of noise of affirmation for the referees as well going <laughs> our way. And you certainly don't want to discourage that. Yeah. G'day, Dalen Richardson, for that saying. Uh, another <laughs> South Aussie girl, a regular on our show, is Tess Madgen. We were wrapped when she was named as captain. Caught us by surprise a little bit how she's travelling. Yeah, look, you know, Tess started off slowly in that game where we lost to France. But it's since transpired that she was struggling with her knee injury. She was mm. came into the tournament not 100%. And I'm led to believe that she had some treatment on her knee that may have backfired a little. And rather than improve the situation, it made it worse. And it just took her a couple of days to get over that. But she's now back to her best. So I think we're going to see uh, more input from her. And we spoke about it just early on our pregame on ESPN that this is a collective performance from the Opals. As I said, there's no superstar. And Tess Magin has played her role. And last night against Canada, when we went on that 19-0 to run, Tess Magin was a big part of that. She knocked down two threes that helped turn the game. And it's those moments, you know, it may not be your night, but you can still make it, uh, you know, take your moment when it's there. And Tess Magin has certainly done that last night. And uh, I think her best is still yet to come. But uh, her leadership has been outstanding. And she shot the ball very well from long range. Against Marley, she had a tournament high 13 and was four of five from deep. She played 24 minutes against Canada last night. So that sort of suggests how important she is to the makeup of this team. John, is this World Cup doing the usual thing at World Championships where the rankings don't count? Someone fails to live up to their high ranking and some low-ranked team bites everyone else? No, in fact, the opposite has happened here, Rooch, and it's, I think it's a little bit disturbing for FIBA, to be honest with yeah. you, because the results here have been so lopsided that it hasn't really been a great advertisement for basketball overall. In fact, uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. I think I'm right in saying there was only three games out of the 27 or eight that we've played so far that have been decided by less than 10 points. Yeah. Um, the USA obviously are obliterating teams. They've yeah. beat uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina today by 62. They've beaten uh, other teams by massive margins as well. They've set a record for the most points scored ever in the World Cup. Um, and I expected it would be a little closer but unfortunately, um, we haven't had the close games that we would have liked. World number two, Spain, isn't here because they didn't qualify. Mm -hmm. uh, they come through that strong European uh, qualification uh, and they missed out. Which um, So they're not here. And I think their absence has hurt the tournament. And also Nigeria isn't here after being left off the roster uh, because of political issues uh, late into the tournament. And that allowed Mali to come in at world number 37, replacing world number okay. 14, Nigeria. Okay. So... We've had lopsided results, which isn't great. And it really is tough because you want, particularly at the World Cup, you want the best nations there. We don't have Russia for obvious reasons. We don't have the world number two, Spain. And I think the tournament has suffered because of that. Hey, we saw Beck Allen go off the court in a wheelchair a couple of nights ago against yeah. Serbia, got the knee into the ribs. Looks like she's OK. Will she be lining up again? Well, she's definitely going to play again, just exactly. when. Now, tomorrow's a rest day for all the teams mm. because... Uh, we play the last game tonight at 8.30 and then there's a rest day and then we go to Thursday, the four quarterfinals, Friday, the two semis, and then Saturday, the medal games get played. So she won't play tonight. I would doubt that she would play tonight, I should say, because I'm not on the selection committee, but I doubt she plays tonight. Uh, rest day on Wednesday and she should be okay to go 
fingers crossed for the quarterfinal. But so she's obviously so important to the team, our leading scorer, and uh, such a great defensive weapon as well, former defensive player of the year in the WNBL, and just renowned for her long arms and her ability to block shots and create havoc for the opposition. So hopefully she will be back, because it didn't look great when she went down. She could barely breathe, and you know, it took a long time for them to get her back to her feet, and as you say, into the wheelchair and off she went. But fortunately, there's no structural damage, um, but she plays a tough brand of basketball and she is wafer thin i mean i'm guessing that she's like 70 kilos or something and she's 6'3 she's there's not a lot to her and sometimes when people are setting screens and you need to bounce off one uh, that can hurt so she'll definitely play again it's just a matter of when and i say she won't play tonight because as i say if serbia beat france in the game before australia has to play that's going to change sandy brondello's outlook and the complexion of the game completely because if serbia beat france then we just have to beat Japan and we're there. And I don't think that they're going to risk, um, you know, playing Beck Allen there. And conversely to that, if we look at the, uh, the worst case scenario, if France beats Serbia, then Australia is going to finish third because they'll be tied Australia and France and Canada in a three-way tie at the top. And we finish third given the points differentials with all that. So mm-hmm. if France win, we can only finish third. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they change the starting lineup and okay. certainly rest players. Well, boys, yeah. can I say, you can't go off in a wheelchair unless you lost the leg, all right? It was embarrassing. Uh, that was like, was it Paul Seedsman? <laughs> who was it? Who was it? Or was it Travis? No, Paul Seedsman was carried off one day. Was it Paul Seedsman? Yeah. Yeah, and he's waving the crowd like and, he'll never play again, and he was fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, look, you know, to be honest, Kimber, the, the one that I remember the most like that was Wayne Carey, of all people. Wayne Carey was taken off the ground at the MCG, I think it was, in a night game. Uh, he put his shoulder out, and he was carried yeah. off the ground on a stretcher. And a week later, I was calling some boxing for Fox Sports, and November the Shingler, uh, a, a naturalised Australian from South Africa, was <laughs> in a world title eliminator. Now, if he wins this fight, he gets a crack at the world title, which is his boyhood dream. His whole career hinges on it. If he loses, he'll never get there again, probably. He threw his shoulder out, did the exact same injury that Wayne Carey did. He fought 10 rounds with one hand and just jabbed the guy. (laughs) He fought for 10 rounds. The guy opposite him trying to kill him. And he had the same injury. And I thought, that gives me a little bit of perspective on how tough it is to be a boxer compared with a footballer. And that's certainly taking nothing away from how tough Wayne Carey was and footballers are. No, you've demoted but, uh, him. I hear what you're saying. No, you've demoted him. The king's a prince now. He's no longer the duck. He's a duckling. Hey, <laughs> Case, you're an absolute ripper. All, all the best tonight. Uh, we look forward to listening and tough watching crowd. you on... What's wrong? That's a tough crowd. Here's it. it well, it is. Right? Wow. Uh, now, Case, what time can we see on ESPN's coverage? Yep, live on ESPN at 8.30 Eastern, so 8 o'clock Adelaide time through KO Freebies. You don't need to pay for it. You can watch the coverage. And uh, We've had Aaron Phillips here working on the coverage with us as well, but Narrowly Meadows and Jenny Screen from South Australia, Jenna O'Hay, the captain. All the stars are here and Kelsey Griffin as well. It's a great coverage, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And if you can't watch tonight's game, uh, let's hope you can watch the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals as well. And after you've done all that, Tune in at 9.30 on Sunday for Bungie and the Brett Star. We're going to put Andrew McLeod in the hot seat. He's be back from his voting on the uh, Norm Smith medal, and uh, there'll be plenty of fun on Sunday morning at 9.30. Oh, Case, you're an absolute sure. ripper. I tell you what, if Aaron Phillips doesn't get a kick in the showdown, as much as we love you and everyone does, they'll be hating on you for taking her out of her training <laughs> program. And one to leave you with, all right? One to leave you with. Here's a text. Roochie. 
Is the Tasmanian League part of the AFL? If not, how can the Sandful be? The Sandful is a separate league, just like the Waffle. We'll leave it as a statement. Good on you, Case. <laughs> Good on you, Kimbo. Thanks, Rooch. Uh, he's an absolute yeah, sure. ripper. Uh, what he doesn't know about basketball is not worth knowing. Exactly. I think statistically, he's got the great man Bruce covered. Ooh. It'd, that is a challenge. It'll be an interesting playoff. We should get them in. Okay. For a competition. What do you think? How do we judge this? Well, who gets answers right and who gets it wrong? How do you normally judge a competition? So we're going to do it. We're going to do like a quiz. Let's go to a break. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. Been a bit of fun today, Roochie Rooch. 5.23, The Run Home. Thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's Rooch to... Finish us off for the day. We've got to get out by, what is it, 5.24 and 40 seconds. Hi, lads. Hope all is well. So the VFL officially became the AFL in 1990. Collingwood win the very first AFL flag, so I believe it should start from then. That's Ange from Croydon. Then he says, P.S. Hey, Kim, when is Root taking us for coffee at Willow Bend Cafe in Croydon? You do have to get off the cuff, Root. Well, I'm taking your statement during the break. That we're starting everything from today. So oh, everyone's the on dates. zero. So yep. every bet is on zero. Yeah, Gel- Gel- every Gel- ledger is on zero. So Gel- we're on zero. Sorry, Ange. We're the starting, coffee's gone. We're starting. Oh, yeah, yeah everything's gone. All your housing loan, zero. Housing loan debts are gone. <laughs> everything on your visa card's gone. <laughs> well, you've declared it. All previous wives, their, their history. You are like the Pope who gave us the Gregorian calendar. This is now the Dylan dates. Everything, everything is on zero from now. From so today. the very first AFL Premiership will start next year. Good luck, Gold Coast. Uh, What a ridiculous way to finish the show But I think we are done Roach looking forward to tomorrow's show Novak Djokovic Still having trouble getting him So he's got no Grand Slams No, that's all Everything has been wiped out Roger Federer makes a comeback (laughs) All of that All right, let's go Good night everyone Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.